Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I am your host, Scotty Waz. How's it going? Happy Easter week. Um, solemn Passover to you and yours. Um, hope it's great down there. I got blizzard conditions out my window. I can't even see out my window. That's how stacked up the snow is. It's a great time. Uh, you want some, come get some. That's for sure, but you know what? If it went down to Odington, don't know if it would last because there's a certain team in Odington who is hot, hot, hot. And we will uh, go right now to there, the Maryland Black Bears. They headed up uh, the, uh, the the way there. I don't remember. I want to say it's 95. It's the simplest way to go. Uh, up to hot Seoul, New Jersey in Hollydale Ice Rink. And for their last regular season road trip against the Philadelphia adjacent Rebels, and uh, it was a it was a spirited affair with Sar- with with really honestly it was an interesting matchup because it a very very weird weekend I will say for the Maryland Black Bears in some aspects of it, uh, and we'll start with some of those aspects on Friday night where the Black Bears really couldn't get much going offensively in the first period of play. Um, the Rebels were doing a good job of keeping the puck in the zone, uh, really holding holding down the uh, fort. Not something Maryland sees a lot. Maryland usually right off the hop doing uh, what they do, creating offensive pressure, not letting teams breach the neutral zone. But something about Philadelphia in this in, on Friday's game in the first period, they were doing something to not only breach the neutral zone but get behind the defense as well. Plus, they were able to hold the offensive zone for themselves. So that created a little bit of problems, a little bit of adjustment was needed for Maryland. But things got started off uh, pretty well for the Black Bears, and it started 332 in, and that was Dimitri Kibru, who got a nice little bounce for himself. Takes a shot, bounces off the back glass behind the net of uh, Jakub Krebcek, and uh, boom, goes off his back and in the net. For, for Kibru's 24th of the year. A Black Bear bounce makes it one nothing. Braden Stander gets his 21st assist. Samuel Stitz his 24th assist. Black Bear's up one nothing on the early going. Then that's when the Rebels kind of took over offensive play, able to breach the neutral zone, able to keep the puck in the offensive zone, really taking a lot of shots at William Hackinson uh, from any kind of range, seeing if anything would fall. And one of them did fall just past the mid uh, midway point as Sonny Denubli with a shot through a cloud of traffic, and then the announcer thought it, it tipped off a Black Bears uh, pad or something. Regardless, Denubli gets his second of the year. We are tied up just past the midway point of the first period. Late into the frame, you could see the Black Bears starting to get their game going, starting to have things uh, you know, move in their direction, their style of gameplay. And with under four minutes remaining, Riley Rue with his uh, fifth of the season with a just a wire of a shot from the circle. Puts it home. His fifth of the year. Magnus Godowski's third assist. Gabriel Westling's 15th assist. Black Bears go into the first intermission. Uh, outshot 10-7, but up 2-1 to one on the score sheet. In the second period, a little bit of penalty trouble for Maryland, but luckily the uh, penalty kill was able to do their due diligence and do their job, keep the puck out during the extra man advantage. They, were, they did that very well. Black Bears did get a power play uh, in the third quarter of the second period, uh, and they weren't successful, putting a lot of shots on, did not get through. But right after the penalty expired, 
Uh, shot gets blocked right into the shin pads of David Deputy, who springs himself the other way, uh, goes on a breakaway, puts it home for his 19th of the year, tied up at two. But worry not, less than two minutes later, Dimitri Kibru again putting his second of the year. A nice little breakout for the Black Bears. Had a uh, odd man rush going the other way. Jesse Horacek with a nice lead pass to Kibrew. Kibrew puts it home for his 25th of the year. Horacek with his 17th assist. Trey Scott his 19th assist. And they are up 3-2 to two going into the second intermission. And then that's when the gates opened a little bit more for the Maryland Black Bears. They got their offensive swagger back, as it were, and the defense Played a very solid game in front of Hackinson in that third period, only allowing five shots. But the Black Bears get on the board, extending their lead. 429 into it. Hunter Ramos. Would you would you know about this kid? 17-year-old Wunderkin uh, just pots home his 20th of the season. Down the blind side of the uh of the ice as the Black Bears move the puck around. Sean Kilcullen, nice little cross ice pass. And there you go, 4-2 to Black Bears on Ramos' 20th. Sean Kilcullen, 33rd assist. Brad McNeil getting a secondary for his 38th of the year. And then moments later, uh, the Black Bears, just before the midway point of the third, get on the power play. And that's when Brad McNeil gets a nice little pass from uh, Hunter Ramos, returning the favor secondarily as uh, he pots home his 17th. Ramos' 15th assist. Sean Kilcullen, 34th assist on the power play. Black Bears hold off the Rebels, like I said, only allowing five shots in that third period. Take home the victory by a score of 5-2. to two. William Hackinson making 22 saves in his 25th victory of the season. On to Saturday night, and this game was more, I guess, geared towards the Black Bears in that offensively they took control of this one. They uh, outshot Philadelphia 51-15. to They inversed the number on them. But the thing was is that... Uh, it, the second period could have been a little bit better for the Black Bears. Uh, Black Bears did get started off on a very good note, 634 into the game as a Cal Essenmacher tip in front of the net off a Trey Scott shot. Boom. That is a goal. Puts him up one nothing. Essenmacher, his sixth of the season. Scott's 20th assist. Gabriel Westling on the secondary for his 16th. Black Bears up one nothing early. They were able to hold... Philadelphia to only four shots in the first period while registering 17 of their own. And uh, Black Bears up one nothing into the break. Second period, however, things get a little bit feisty uh, towards both teams towards the end. But by and large, it was the Philadelphia Rebels period on that. 4.39 into the second period. Carter Casper pots home a one-timer off a pass from Max Hempstead for his fifth of the year. We're tied up less than a minute after that. 44 seconds to be exact. Connor Sedlak. The captain of the Rebels gets his 21st of the year, just throwing a wrister high, fooling Hackinson off the uh, end of the stick, and Philadelphia is up 2-1. to one. Like I said, got a little feisty there, especially in the last portion of it. A couple of roughing minors going both ways. Um, then we got a couple of misconducts at the end of the period, but one of the roughing calls late into the frame saw two Black Bears go into the box to Philadelphia's one, and that's when the power play for the Rebels Gets sparked with 28 seconds remaining in the frame. Greg Spitznagel puts a low wrister on net through uh, a bit of people, and that is three to one the scoreline going into the third period. And the Black Bears knew they had a little bit of an uphill climb to go, but this team is not one to fold. This team is one. 
to really take up the challenge and go from there, though it can be a little uh, nerve-wracking when you're not playing it and you're watching the little uh, the, the players on TV uh, and it you know you can't control it like a video game. It's kind of weird. But in any case, Black Bears get started 25 seconds in. Here comes Hunter Ramos. Who else but Hunter Ramos? Uh, and it actually started with William Hackinson making a great save on the other end as the, the Rebels win the faceoff and go in a little bit of an odd man rush, going the other way. Hackinson with a, a great save goes the other way on another odd man rush for the Black Bears. Uh, Rue finding, uh, Riley Rue finding Ramos, pots at home, cuts the lead to one goal on Hunter Ramos' 21st of the year. Riley Rue's seventh assist. Trey Scott got things started by picking up the rebound off the Hackinson save for his 21st of the season. Black Bears would get a power play in the early portion of it, and Christian Catalana, who all on Saturday was getting so many chances, able to dip-dangle the puck all the way through, finding some lanes when they didn't seem like there were any. He was making most of it, and he was uh, he was putting the pressure on, finally paid off on the power play as he just picks the puck up, goes to the slot area, rips one home for his 30th of the year, 3-0. First time in Black Bears history we have a 30-goal score. Uh, so that's a solid goal for him, 5.03 into the third on the power play. Sean Kilcullen, 35th assist. William Hackinson, his fifth assist of the season. Uh, my goodness gracious, that's a, that's a hell of a stat line for assists in a season for a goalie. Then to complete the comeback on a 4-on-4 after, a, uh, of course, offsetting uh, penalties, roughing no less. Black Bears were able to complete the comeback as uh, Trey Scott found Jesse Horacek on the break. Horacek was going in one-on-two, thought better of the situation, held up at the blue line, and saw Gunnar Van Dam streaking down the neutral zone, found Van Dam in stride. Van Dam rips one home for his third of the year, and the Black Bears up 4-3. to three. Horacek's 18th assist of the year. Trey Scott, 22nd assist of the season. Black Bears up 4-3. to three. And the Black Bears then just tried to get more insurance, unable to do that, but only uh, allowed four shots against in the third period. Hackinson turning away all of them. Black Bears complete the comeback. Four to three, sweep the weekend, end the regular season on the road in a big way. And, uh, yeah, there you go, a big sweep. William Hackinson, 12 saves. Like I said, not a lot of word for him, but 12 saves. In this, and the Black Bears take both games in Philadelphia. And to finish up their road scenario, 18-8-4 uh, on the road for the Black Bears. 107 goals for, 77 against for a plus 30 differential. Um, so huge, I would have to say, uh, in general for the squad to be able to go out and do it on the road. They're six, uh, won six of the last ten and have a three-game winning streak on the road as well. In the standings, uh, the Black Bears have two games remaining. They are 39-15-4 at 82 points, top of the East Division currently. And I do believe they have locked up uh, home ice advantage. We'll get to that here in a second. Uh, New Jersey behind them. They are seven points behind with four games remaining. Uh, Maine is got five games remaining. They are currently 17 points behind. Northeast is currently 19 points behind in fourth. They're in battle with Johnstown, as Johnstown took uh, all of their games this weekend against uh, Maine. So that was huge for Johnstown uh, in the grand scheme of things. And Philadelphia 
has been eliminated from the playoffs. And as I look at the uh, as I look at the unofficial final now on Tuesday night, as I do this, Northeast just defeated Maine, so they are now uh, tied at 65 points. Uh, and the Tomahawks there as well. Northeast only has two games remaining. Maine has uh, four games remaining. Johnstown still has five games remaining. So they can top out at 70 points. Uh, so it should be an interesting last couple of games here. Black Bears, currently they will have home ice advantage for at least the first round. How can they clinch home ice advantage for the first and second round in the East Division? Uh, simple, uh, simple math. They're off this weekend, so they can't clinch uh, themselves. However, if New Jersey, if they lose to Maine in regulation on Friday or Saturday, or if they lose in overtime and a sh- or a shootout on Friday or sa- on both days, then the Black Bears can clinch this weekend and know that they're home ice all the way through. If New Jersey decides to win against uh, win both games against the Nordiques, which the Nordiques are kind of skidding at the moment. It's highly possible. Uh, if that were to happen, then the Black Bears would go into next weekend, only needing to take one win against Danbury uh, to go ahead and seal the deal for themselves and have home ice all the way through. Of course, nothing guaranteed on that. You, you would like to see going into the last weekend to play. Uh, you're able to have that home ice advantage and the knowledge of it for all the way through. But regardless of that, they'll have home ice at least in the first round of the playoffs. And when does that first round begin, you say? Well, the uh, the season ends uh, next weekend. Regular season ends the 14th and the 15th. Now, there have been, there have been interesting things that I have seen on tickets.marylandblackbears.com. So it's not a secret, as the Black Bears will start their uh, march to the Robbie Cup uh, in uh, in Maryland, of course, in Piney Orchard, April 21st. So the next Friday after that, right prior to Earth Day, uh, they will take on whoever the four, third or fourth seed is, depending on where the Black Bears finish. So they will see the first two games. That will be Friday, Saturday. And then after that, it's obviously unknown because we don't know who they're playing as of yet. So, 14th, 15th, regular season games, final regular season games against Danbury, um, Friday, Saturday at the Den. Don't you dare miss it. Tickets.MarylandBlackBears.com and uh, you can get your the end of regular season there and then you can get your tickets for the uh, playoff games on the 21st and 22nd. Tickets.MarylandBlackBears.com for more. One thing we do know is the Black Bears will not win the uh, regular season trophy. That will go to the that will go to the Oklahoma Warriors, who are currently have four games remaining, have 86 points, uh, and the Black Bears aren't going to be able to catch that, nor any other top seeded team in the other division. So daps and head taps to the Oklahoma Warriors for uh, getting that one. Now the Black Bears just have to uh, figure out what they're going to do in this uh, in this playoff thing. If if the if the Titans if the Nordiques decide, hey. We're tired of this. We have to fight for our playoff lives and, and win in regulation Friday night. Black Bears know they'll have uh, home ice all throughout the playoffs, which is uh, nice, which is nice. Or at least, until again, until you get to the Final Four over in Blaine. Uh, so that's uh, that's that for this weekend. Uh, obviously with no game uh, this coming weekend, probably not going to do a podcast uh, for next Wednesday just because there's not going to be much to talk about. Uh, maybe if we can, uh, maybe I'll see if we can finagle an interview here and there. 
We can go from that, talk a lot of stuff. Who's to say? But as of right now, probably take a week off with the team and then be back uh, on the 19th, and I'll be 40 years old at that point, and then we'll get ready for playoffs. We'll lament, we'll lament the, the, the end of my youth and the beginning of the playoffs. It's, it all sounds really great for me. Uh, so there's that. A little bit of housekeeping here. Of course, the uh, transfer portal in, uh, in college hockey is a thing. It has been a thing for a couple years now. And uh, the Black Bears often have some guys who go into that portal. I think I mentioned earlier Reed Liebold uh, is gone into that portal. Uh, we've got uh, Cam Gaudette, former Black Bear, going into that portal. And former Mr. Black Bear, former captain of the uh, Maryland Black Bears, Luke Mountain, has gone into the portal after two seasons with the uh, Vermont Catamounts. Uh, just did not fit his style, did not get much playing time uh, in that instance. He did uh, get 26 games over two seasons, only registering three assists in that time span. So we will see what happens with uh, Mr. Mountain in there. Uh, you know, I think if he doesn't think that's a good spot for him, then who are we to say otherwise? Uh, it's, you know, it's his decision. <laughs> he should be able to go ahead and make the decision for himself and then That'll be fine for, for all, all things considered. Sorry, three assists in 29 games for Mountain there. And that'll about do it. We will uh, we will knock it out of the park from here. Uh, short, sweet, ready to the point, and we're, uh, we're making things happen. Uh, wheels are in motion, all that fun stuff. So uh, you guys uh, have a great week. Uh, enjoy the off week. Do what you can. If you have a spring, enjoy it. Send me some positive vibes. It's cold and windy and snowing out here. Um... And, yeah, we will rejoin you here in a couple weeks. Check out the social media at uh, Defending Den MBB if there is any change or any surprises, what have you. That'll be in tune with some other stuff. Might watch the Titans game on Friday and Saturday. See what we can do, at least have it on the background. Um, and it'll be a, a great time for everything. But that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Defending the Den, part of the Faceoff Hockey Show Media Faction and Podcast Monsters. Like I said, Defending Den MBB is where you got to be for all the Twitter stuff happening. Uh, and then also we have ourselves the uh, the, uh, the the website, clutchandcrabhockey.com, and facebook.com slash clutchandcrabhockey. Clutch Easy for me to say. So uh, enjoy the off weekend. We'll talk to you here in two weeks. Until then, peace. <laughs>